about trying to figure out what it's all about excellentialist am i worth anything or just this guy that was great sounds watching without side on wnhh lp 103.5 fm new haven myself prestige with my partner in crime long island raised elm city made e z blues is in the building easy blues you're about introductions more than me who do we have with us today on behind the brand Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to grab the seatbelt of that DeLorean. I want you to buckle it up. We're going to throw it into 88, and we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the before times. The before times when you could come and go as you please. The before times when it did not matter. The before times when you were just out because you could be out, and it was fun. I'd gotten a wonderful, wonderful message one day. Hey, this amazing musician you know, wants, a, wants an opener. Can you do it? I'm here show up to, to this incredible venue, which is now the Cellar and Treadwell. And it was the coolest, most down-to-earth person I have met in my entire existence. Like when I tell you just a normal, incredible human being, on top of that, I recorded his entire set because he's captivating, even with just the guitar and the voice. So much so that he said, I've never gotten this much video before. Usually it's one song and we're done. I was like, I had nothing to do for two hours. It's cool. Um, but that is the caliber of human being. On top of that, some of the best songwriting structures and visuals you are going to see in music today. We talk all the time that you have the pop radio and everyone wants to break through there, but the real individuals on the independent hustle that are moving and shaking and doing these things, whether his own material or playing drums for one of my songwriting heroes, let us put our hands together. Not if we're driving. If we're driving, we keep our hands at 10 and 2. We don't need any accidents. But mentally, I want you to put your hands together. Align your chakras perfectly perfectly for the amazing, the incredible, very dear friend of ours, of mine, and of this show, Stephen Chopin. Brother, how you been? I'm good, man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for that warm, warm welcome. I appreciate it. No problem. That's what we're here for, man. And... and just so people, you know, who don't 100% know, um, you have been an active musician career-wise now for uh, how many years? Like in like four or five, 372? About that, about that. I mean, I've been playing for a long time and full-time I've been doing it since, I'll say the early 2000s, 2001, one-ish, you know, 2000, 2001 and been kind mm -hmm. of uh, been on that train since then. Now, a, a lot of people will, you know, obviously they're going to look at like, well, you know, it didn't have a house in MTV Cribs, so how could this, whatever. But people don't necessarily understand when also you can treat this like an artistic business. There's more success than just the big house and big cars. Again, you're able to do what you love and be financed. What? How did you go down that path? You know, it's not like you have the major label pulling upon you, but here you are for over 20 years, almost 20 years, yep. doing this professionally? Yeah, that's a good question. And sometimes I kind of, you know, ask myself the same thing. How, you know, how did, uh, how did this happen? How did I get here? You know, uh, David Byrne, I believe, put that in a song. Uh, how do I work this? And mm -hmm. um, so my situation, I mean, everybody's situation is unique. Mine specifically, I, I, I came up with this kind of recently, this little tag drummer by trade, songwriter by choice. Mm. So 
kind of my, I don't know if you want to call it, you know, day job. I mean, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a drummer, I'm a drummer for hire. I play with a bunch of people. I do a lot of sideman work for bands and songwriters right. and um, uh, live recording in the studio. And more recently uh, in my, my home studio doing remote tracks for people. So I, so in addition to that, about um i don't know about 10 years or so ago i started started writing songs and releasing my own music and mm-hmm. those two things have fed themselves they they fed themselves creatively and financially as well they're all kind of um they work you know on a uh, on a good day they're working they're working mm-hmm. together they 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 inform my decisions for each one and um they both kind of keep me afloat Mm. that's awesome um and like how would some because what we love about this show in particular is we love to take that story and and show people that hey practice do what you're going to do and you can do this as well because a lot of people lose sight of that um what is a path for like a session music especially a drummer that's a good question a path for a session musician so i'm currently in my uh, uh, right, 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 uh, right away, my mind goes to kind of geography, you know, mm-hmm. and you know what you want to do and where your kind of immediate surroundings dictate that and how ca- how that can work for or against you. So, I'm in Atlanta now. I moved here to Atlanta a little over two years ago, end of 2020. Moved okay. here before that, I was in Memphis. And then before that, I grew up in, I was born and raised in New Jersey, right outside of uh, of Manhattan. So that's kind of where I came up studying and doing gigs and doing recording sessions and things. And that was a big part of my, we want to call it, we want to call it networking, however, however you, mm-hmm. uh, however you feel about that word. Mm-hmm. Um that was a big part of what I did and where I got to where I was as far as seeking out people to study with and how those relationships led to opportunities and how I was able to move on those opportunities and other opportunities moving to the next. I mean, as you know, Dustin, you're in Connecticut and, and anywhere music community or communities, artistic uh, communities are pretty tight knit. And I found that wherever I went, you know, being in Memphis, being in Atlanta, you know, some, some cities are smaller, some are bigger and some communities are tighter, some are more spread out. Um, but there's always a, uh, a thread that goes between the players in, in a particular town or a particular city, especially in the, you know, for people who are doing it full time, for people who are doing it professionally, session musicians, um, you know, and uh, and ideally, you kind of get in with that group, and you and you uh, make a reputation yourself, and um, you become somebody who's reliable and who's professional and who's good at what they do, and can be and can be called on for whatever the task at hand is. You know, for whatever the session might be. So that's a big part of it, I think, where you are, and. Um, which is to say New York isn't the only place. Memphis isn't the only place. Atlanta isn't the only place. Every, every town, every city is going to have their community. Mm-hmm. And I think that the main thing is making a good name for yourself, doing, uh, doing, doing everything that you can to, to 
improve your skills on your instrument and also realizing that there's more to it than just your than just you play than, than just being a good player mm-hmm. gonna be a cool person good hang know how to keep time not just in drummer world you know keep time but like tell time as in mm-hmm. showing up on time and you know knowing your material and uh you know there's 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 a, there's 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 three things um you know be prepared be on Being time a great team player and be cool you know yeah, yeah. and be cool mm-hmm. yeah no and and, so, and that's that well that that's one of the key things too and really is something that that i guess i was doing naturally but i didn't really realize that it could be done um as a networking aspect is, is just genuinely being a good person genuinely being interested in the art that's happening there you know th- there are many times and, and uh, you know there's a whole bunch of of local musicians that will say oh i opened for so and so and he showed up five minutes before <laughs> he had to go on and he didn't even shake my hand and like we still have conversations i can you know ge- me, there is a genuine connection because you're genuinely a good person um and genuinely a good conversation and that can help grow that can get you into spots you know that can you know wind up i was able to send you a a video that i was not so happy you know and you're like yeah no this isn't exactly what you were going for i could see that you're holding back a little bit right um and that's the advice that is so clear and so so poignant where did you make that choice and decision? Because especially in the entertainment industry, on that next level thing, where a lot of these young cats are striving to be the next big thing, more power to them. We want to tell them the other story that there is that safety net can be in the creation of, uh, of music itself, right? Um, but you have to make that choice to be a cool person, to not let the ego happen, to not... Be like, oh well, I've got a, I've got a million point five streams right now, which it, we all know in dollars and cents you made eleven dollars and fourteen cents. But whatever, you know, million plus streams still sounds really cool. Um, right. But how are you able to stay that humble aspect while you are one making a living doing what you love, which is really what all of us other musicians are trying to do anyway, and everyone listening at home, whether it be, you know, the the sculptor the woodworker or the guy who just loves to throw trash and wants to throw trash for the rest of his life. That's all art forms to me, you know, like love it, do what you need to do. How did you decide that I'm just going to be that person? I'm not going to play the vibrato because we hear a lot in the entertainment industry, especially you have to fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. you, your success path has been, you have to be organic and real and you can eat. Yeah. So that's that's a good point. And you mentioned something about being involved and being interested and, you know, being humble and going back to coming up and growing up, uh, you know, growing up where I did and kind of building a career and maintaining that career in, in New York, where there's just so many people, there's so many, so many players and so many great players, you know, most people, mm-hmm. mo- most, most places, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of people doing it in, in any profession, particularly in the creative fields. There's a lot of people doing it. And, um, 
you know, some of those people are actually worth kind of checking out or some people kind of, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, they kind of, they kind of rise to the top. You know, there's a bunch of good players and there's, right. there's, there's a, there's a handful of great, great players, you know? And the thing, the, the thing about New York is, I mean, there's so many outstanding players there that have come up there and that are kind of coming through all the time. I mean, the, 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 um, the uh, the stock is is con is constantly being kind of rotated. You know, there's always somebody coming new coming into town, um, and just having been there long enough and and to see that there's always those core group of of players who are you know who kind of who, who are always around, but there's always kind of a new crop coming up, and just mm -hmm. realizing that you know kind of seeing that and realizing that there's plenty of other people out there doing what you do as good, better. Um, you're not the only one, you know, just kind of realizing mm -hmm. that you're not the only one who do it, who does what you do, regardless of how good you do it. There's always somebody who's going to be at your level above your level or coming up close behind, you know, mm -hmm. which is cool. I mean, that's, that's the community and that's how, that's how communities grow and thrive. And, um, and then, Another big part of that, of, of what, you, what you asked me about, was when I moved from, from New Jersey to Memphis and was involved in a completely new scene. I moved there. My, mm -hmm. my girlfriend at the time, now wife, Abby, she had a jo job opportunity in Memphis. So she was there for about a year or so before I went down there. And it was a little bit of a leap. Of faith. It was a big leap of faith, uh, personally, career-wise. Um, speaking of, about the the career side of it, I knew a couple people. Uh, you, mm -hmm. I, I knew a couple people in Memphis. I was kind of familiar with the with the music scene in Memphis, of course. You know, with the history of things that have come out of Memphis, and I was a little bit familiar with kind of the contemporary scene. And so I thought to myself, I'll go. You know, I'll go down to Memphis. Abby and I will be together. That's going to be great. Working wise, uh, I'll do my best to kind of get involved in the, in the scene and, mm. uh, you know, kind of be a player down there. Um, and if the drumming thing doesn't take off, if I don't meet, you know, enough people or if I don't kind of get in the scene, I'll still have my, you know, that'll be more time to focus on my own songwriting. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time I was working right. on my second solo album. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, Fixed case. If I'm not drumming that much, that'll be just more time to focus on my own music. Right. So it worked out that um, a great friend of mine, great, great drummer, great friend of mine, George Slepik, he is from Memphis. He wasn't living there at the time that I moved down there, but he put the word out for me and kind of told me the places to go and the people to see um, mm. to just to kind of get familiar with the scene and 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 get involved. And I, I went to, I, I took his took took his advice and checked those people out and just kind of dove into the just kind of dove into the scene down there and made it a point to go out and meet people and see music and check out the venues and like I said earlier, kind of networking and it was done, you know, again to reference what you were saying earlier, you know, organically and genuinely. Mm -hmm. I was genuinely. Um, excited and, 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 you know, fired up to, to be in a new place 
and to be meeting new people because you know the, the the that aspect of of the music scene um you know it can kind of get a lot you know sometimes when you're playing a lot or sometimes when you're um you know when you're doing your own thing it's kind of hard to get out of your own head and you know you have a night off mm -hmm. and it's like man you know there's some stuff going on my friends playing but i'd really like to just kind of stay home and just kind of mm -hmm. you know and so you know there's there's effort required in going out and and uh and and get going out and meeting people and if you're if you're doing it you, you can kind of force yourself and it can feel like an obligation to go out and network and um you know, which sometimes you just do, you really do kind of need to take a break and, and, uh, and, and kind of reassess your priorities. But moving to Memphis, it was a new place. It was new people. It was a new scene. And I just had a great time going out and meeting people and not, not with an agenda, not with like, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't going out and shaking hands and, uh, you know, with one hand and handing somebody my, my card with another or whatever, you know, because there is, there is, there can be kind of a, transparent like sleazy aspect mm -hmm. to networking you know which people right especially people in the know you sniff it out immediately you know mm -hmm. you can yeah. you can tell when somebody's not being genuine and they're just looking for what they can get out of a relationship mm -hmm. you know so um i think that's a big part is is being um supporting other people you know of course you gotta spend time working on your own thing personally you know, your craft and your person and, you know, know thyself and all that stuff, uh, uh, which is, which is super important, mm -hmm. but also realizing that there's other people out there doing what doing, what you're doing, do, doing what you're doing, do, doing what you want to be doing and, you know, go out and check those people out and meet them and, and support, uh, you know, support other people, support your, your music scene. And, um, you know, be, be encouraging of what other people are doing. And again, not, not like, not like, uh, you know, I'll come out and, you know, I came out to see your show because when I have a show, then you got to come see me. It's like, yeah, in a perfect world, that would be great. But right. again, that's not really a gen, that's not a genuine act, you know? Right. Well, and, right. and that's, it's transactional, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it becomes transactional and that's where that sleaziness you know, that, that we talked about, you know, when dealing with networking, that's when it's like, oh, bang, here's my card. Right. And really, I, I love how you pointed out, you really have to know how, know to pick them out as quick as possible. But from a business point of view, you also don't automatically write them off. You know, they've justified to me what the bounds of our relationship is going to be. And as long as it's mutually beneficial for both of us, and for most of those people, especially the business side of the music, it's mutually beneficial if it's going to make the money. Um, so I'm like, okay, I know this person still likes to work with me because I make this person money, but I'm also not going to go and grab a beer with them later. You well, know, right. I know that is the extent of our relationship. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Is you know, not uh, as as in other aspects, most other aspects of life, it's 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 rarely if ever black and white you know you don't want to be right. make make so many snap decisions that it's like oh this person is whatever right they're 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 i'm, I'm completely writing them off after meeting them for five right. seconds you know you don't want to do that because you know who knows uh you know there's a lot to be said for first impressions but also mm -hmm. 
who knows what somebody's going through on a particular day right. that they might right. rub you the wrong way and who knows what, you know, and people change. Yeah. And all, you know. Oh yeah. And also at the end of the day, there are some times you just, you know, you, you never want to use car salesman around until you have a used car to sell. <laughs> you know what point. I mean? And then yeah. I want that used car salesman around. Like I want that dude to pitch me like he's going to make, thousand dollars off of me because if he's pitching right. me to make a thousand dollars off of me i know that already i'm getting two thousand dollars off of that you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying like I, that's i can i can quantify the relationship and neither one of us are going to get our feelings hurt because it wasn't about like being homies and liking each other there is the business side of this but yep. you're doing everything again organically which really opened up my eyes because you know these, these are genuine conversations here you know in a, a two-year span, you know, I opened for you, and then you were you were jamming in the same parking lot in two different venues um, with with my Gaudi. Mm. I in two different bands. Now, now I do have a question. Yeah, because the P, the PT Barnum in me ah. um, totally appreciated the the two different bands aspect, and and we're not going to give all <laughs> the secret away. But yeah, you know, we it, can't give all the secrets away, and it is obvious on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building. Continue. So, you know, like it was it was it was an obvious secret, you know, but it was a secret, right. and we'll we'll keep we'll keep the air of mystery out there. But I will say this: the other side of the PT Barnum and me was like. Did they get paid for two acts? Okay, good good question. So first, <laughs> we want, do we want, can, can we clue the audience in on to... Yeah, let's clue them in a little bit. Cool man, a little bit. So Dustin came to, in, um, in February of 2020. I was on tour playing drums with Mike Doty. Great songwriter, great performer. Um, also known as uh, M. Doty, the lead singer of Soul Coughing. Mm -hmm. And he just kind of coincidentally, he moved to Memphis about the same time that I did in in the beginning of uh, 2014. And I had known him a bunch of years ago when I was playing drums with John Mayer, Mike Doty. Open, it, Mike Doty was just start, starting out his solo thing. So he opened up mm -hmm. some shows for John Mayer. And I was a big fan of Mike's. I, I was a big fan of Soul Coughing. I saw Soul Coughing at Irving Plaza mm -hmm. on the LOSO tour in New York City and loved their albums, was a big fan of his. So we got to be friends during that time. That was like 2002. And then we kind of kept in touch. I actually auditioned for his band, for a band of his, um, a couple of years after we met. I didn't make, I didn't get the gig, which was cool. We stayed in touch. And then we have a mutual friend that, that, um, um, another great drummer, Mark Stepro, who's friends with Mike, he told me when I moved to Memphis, Mark said, oh, Mike Mike also moved to Memphis. So I reached mm -hmm. out, whatever email I had of Mike's, and we kind of got in touch. So we, we reconnected in Memphis and did some gigs together, some improv gigs, a lot of fun stuff. And Mike invited me to go out on tour with him. It was a trio tour. Mike was singing, playing guitar. I was playing drums and Andrew Scrap Livingston was playing bass. So we did kind of a Midwest tour in February of 2020. And one of the gigs was at Space 
No, no, no. What, what's what's the name called, Dustin? It, it, it's it's uh, it's it is the space ballroom. Space yeah. ballrooms. So yeah, because yeah, you remember when it was just the ballroom because yep. our connection with the scene out here. But we we don't talk about those heart heartbreaking scars. Right. So we played one of the one of the stops on that tour was in New Haven Treadwell at at the ballroom and um Dustin came out to see us. And so the way we were working it on that tour is that it was Mike Doty was the band, you know, that was a headliner. And the opener was a band called Baby Men, which was also a trio, which was also us. It was the same people. We put on ski masks, you know, fluorescent ski masks and fluorescent jumpsuits and did a completely improvised set of music sounds and we opened up for ourselves uh mm -hmm. the baby men opened up for mike doty and we did double double duty and right. that was a question and actually abby asked me that question too and i told her you know mike asked me to go on tour i'm gonna go on tour with them and we're also opening up she's like oh cool um are you gonna get paid you know are you getting paid twice <laughs> you get paid for the opening band <laughs> and the, and that's the, what i'm saying right and <laughs> i never brought that up because, um, I mean, you know, sometimes you just kind of keep your mouth shut, you know? Right, right, Understand. right. Understand. <laughs> and, and, and probably there wound up being more in the, in the original guarantee anyway. Well, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. You, you might have got like the $200 that the local opener was going to get thrown into that aspect, you know, so that they, they kick that to you. And right. the word, you know, as, as the amazing uh, Frank Critelli says, not, not a lot, not too much, maybe just so they can put a little bit of gas in their car, get a little bit of Chinese food, right? You know, in their bellies, you know, just a little and bit. And it of was probably, and that's all you know, it, was, it was probably accounted for in my, you know, in my weekly right. pay. And it's like, I'm not, you know, it's like, I'm not going to ask anybody to g give me their account. I'm not going to audit anybody, you know, right? because right. that's a great, you know, talking of, uh, that's a great way to to not get hired again, you know, is to uh, <laughs> audit, audit to audit your band leader, you know. Mm -hmm. right. um, but that was great. That was uh, that was a super fun tour. I'm really glad that you came out to uh, and we and and you got to meet Mike for a second, right? Weren't did that that uh, uh, like 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 thirty two seconds? 32 <laughs> like, yeah, seconds. boom. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know, it's fine because I like. I 100% also believe in fate and destiny and all those kind of things. Um, and he has been kind of a perpetual influence uh, in what I've done. And even like towards like some of the solo stuff, like when I was ready to just give it in, cause like I'm boring on an acoustic guitar, I would then say, oh, you know, my, Mike's doing some things with this right here. Uh, I, I don't, this doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's completely beautiful or it's so horrific. It's freaking gorgeous. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, he's, I'm a he's great. Man. Um, Definitely so great. I know our paths will, yeah, our paths will cross at some point in time. I know that, that it is already destined in the stars for, for, for us to at least get a cup of coffee or maybe some gas and some Chinese food yeah, when absolutely. they get home for their bellies. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, man. So that was a good one. That was a fun, now, that was a, um, that was a great, uh, you know, that was kind of serendipitous. Him and I kind of meeting up again in Memphis and doing that tour. And we did a lot of, we did a lot of fun stuff together. I'm glad you got to see that. Well, of course, me too. I mean, look, man, I'm, I, I'm a fan. We know that I'm a fan. I, you know, will help push your stuff. I love it and all that. We've talked about how you got here. We've talked about some of the stuff there. But right now, 
from the other business side point of view of this, you have music that's out right now. Um, yep. In fact, you're, you're, you're doing a, a press up real quick or you, you've done the press up for it of this incredible idea and concept record, the second record actually, or second EP mm. that you've done, um, which from the mainstream pop aspect of it, we literally just watched Dropkick Murphys do the same thing. Mm. But you did it five years before, three years before. And so fill um, me in. What, 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 did, what did Dropkick Murphys do? Dro Dropkick Murphys just released a, a, a solo album that it's a lot of uh, Guthrie songs. A lot of what? Uh, Arlo Guthrie songs. Oh, cool, or man. Woody Guthrie songs. Okay, cool, um, cool. Awesome. So, so you know, taking taking the the folk element and and putting it a little bit more towards the punk. Yeah, yeah. And here you are taking the Celtic punk element and kind of bringing it a little bit more towards the folk. Huh. You know, before that happened, uh, what inspired this incredible project? And why don't you tell the people about part one and part two? Sure, sure. So I recently released an EP. Uh, called Songs of Shane, Volume 2, and I'm going to do this. Got a couple CDs pressed up. Songs of Shane, Volume 2. And so the Shane in the Songs of Shane is uh, an artist named Shane McGowan, okay. who uh, was in a great band called The Pogues, Irish band that came up in, 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 uh, in, in London and, um, you know, really kind of, uh, I don't know, I don't know how to do a Wikipedia entry of The Pogues, but just a great, bands you know mm -hmm. great band taking irish music and you know uh shane came up as a teenager as a young kid in the punk scene you know when punk broke in london he was right putting out a zine and he was at the class shows and he was getting his ear bit and bleeding at the shows and mm -hmm. legend and then went on to write just really so many beautiful songs and made great albums with the pogues before he was uh before before the pogues when he was a youngster he was in a band called the nips and then the pogues and then after the pogues he had his own band called the popes mm -hmm. so so back in 2000 and um whatever it was 15 or 16 i was on tour uh I, I was booking solo tours for myself i would book solo acoustic tours um around the country um a bunch of shows every year you know, each kind of season, I would kind of pick uh, a region to hit up and book myself two or three, two or three weeks worth of shows. And one particular show was in a town called Brunswick, Georgia, mm -hmm. and there was a a, a venue called Heebie-Jeebies, spelled as in you know take off on CBGBs. It was HBGB, mm -hmm. right. so he, mm -hmm. Heebie-Jeebies was called. And Tony mm -hmm. Mills, a guy named Tony Mills, ran that place. And he had this amazing, he, he had a whole string of shops. He had a venue, he mm -hmm. had a vintage shop, he had a comic shop, he had a tattoo shop in this town of Brunswick, Georgia. So he's also, a, 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 he, he's a Shane Pogues fan. And he had this mural, he made this mural of Shane, huge mural on the wall that really caught my mm -hmm. eye as soon as, as soon as I pulled up to the venue. And one, one of my favorite things to do on tour, just kind of in general, is, is, is taking photographs and um again especially traveling uh lo lots of opportunities for for cool photos so as soon as i saw that mural i was like i got to get a picture of that even better i, I got to get a picture of myself in front of that mural you know mm -hmm. so i had somebody snap a picture of me in front of the mural and thought to myself that would make a great 
album cover at some point. You know, that'd make a great mm-hmm. album cover. And, you know, what better, uh, you know, and, and, and it kind of sat in my head. So this was like 2015 or 16 that I took that picture. Mm-hmm. And then um, as I thought about it more, as the years went by and I was ready to re- release some new music, uh, I put out an album in 2018, full length album that I recorded in Memphis. And then shortly after that, I set up a home studio in Memphis, my, ho- my first home studio. And kind of my launch project for that was Songs of Shane Volume 1. Mm-hmm. I had kind of crowdsourced uh, a bunch of Pogues material. You know, I've always been, a, uh, you know, a long time been a, been a fan of the Pogues, but kind of reached out to people on online about, you know, what are some of your favorite Pogues songs? And got mm-hmm. a big list of songs that people uh, people picked out. And then kind of went through that list and thought of which ones, you know, which ones I really liked, which ones resonated with me and which ones I thought I'd be able to handle like musically and vocal register wise. So I picked out five songs and recorded them at my home studio in Memphis and put out Songs of Shane Volume 1 that came out in 2019. I recorded that and and released it on St. Patrick's Day of 2019. A couple shows for that. And then... Um, you know, a bunch of time went by and I, I moved from Memphis to Atlanta. Um, and during the pandemic in, in 2020, uh, during lockdown in Memphis, I recorded a, a new EP called Dweller of my of original songs, which came out mm-hmm. in 2021. I recorded it in Memphis, mixed it when I moved to Atlanta. And then I figured it was time, you know, a bunch of years had gone by and I thought it'd be a good time to do Songs of Shane Volume 2. Mm-hmm. And so I picked out another five songs and recorded those uh you know again set up a new home studio when i moved to atlanta and the beginning started recording the songs of shane volume two at the beginning of this year recorded them and mixed them here uh at my and then put out a single uh the first single called five green queens and jean put that out for saint patrick's day and then in march and then april 28th i released the the full ep and uh, it's been going well, you know, put it out. It's been getting some good feedback, some good press and getting out to uh, some good, uh, you know, getting getting in a lot of ears and, and some spins and plays and things. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't planning on, um, you know, I was gonna, it was going to be a digital release only. I wasn't planning on pressing up any product. But a couple of weeks after I released the EP and, you know, I was promoting it on the socials, on Twitter and Instagram and, and all those things. And on on Twitter, the Shane McGowan, you know, Shane McGowan's Twitter Twitter handle or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody with the Twitter handle, Shane McGowan, I wasn't sure if it was really him, said, mm-hmm. uh, thank you, very impressed or something like that. And right. I was like, whoa, like, not only did he hear it, but he responded and um, right, which was not my intention, you know, I'm putting it out just kind of back in my head, like, uh, you know, long shot, you know, dream, uh, dream right. scenario, like Shane McGowan would actually hear this, you know, and so we heard it and responded and, um, you know, did a little bit of research and found out that it was actually his account, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then I posted something else, like I shared his post, and then mm-hmm. he, he he responded to that, he said, send me a copy, you know, exclamation point, right? Yeah. So at that point, I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I need to print up something, you know, some, some sort of physical product. Um, 
and then you know so i would have one to have a couple to send to him mm-hmm. and then also i could i could you know i could sell some as well right so i got them printed i showed you before i got them here mm-hmm. and oh thanks man. yeah so that yeah, is the, mm-hmm. the you know it's online you can check it out so that is me in front of the tony mills's uh mm-hmm. shane mcgowan mural with with a you know mm-hmm. i put a that, that's also what i use for the cover of volume one yeah, that i did a little twist to it yeah, put a little really twist good. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looks really good. Absolutely, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I got the CDs printed up. Got uh, was able to get my hands on an address in Dublin to send them to Shane. And um, around that same time, um, uh, a great New York, uh, a great songwriter friend of mine, mm-hmm. a guy named Jeff Allen, who I used to play drums with um, back in like 2004, 2005, and. Uh, we've kept in touch and I opened up for him in, in 2019, um, in the, in the UK, I did a, a, about a week of shows opening up for him. Um, it's a great guy. He, uh, he suffered, he had this rare, um, a spinal stroke, to, uh, that, that left him paralyzed from the waist down. Awesome. Um, awesome. yeah, wow. it's really, yeah, uh, really, unfortunate. Yeah. really crazy, really mm-hmm. rare. I mean, just, uh, beyond comprehension and so he's he's in the recovery phase and um there's a uh um there's a there's a you know a couple of um uh a couple of crowdfunding um mm-hmm. crowdfunding places to go to kind of contribute to his uh his the jesse mallon fund yeah um mm-hmm. and so what i decided to do when i had the cds printed up you know and i was going to sell them um that I was going to, what I decided to do was use the proceeds from the sales of, of Songs of Chain Volume Two to to send to his uh, to his to the, to the Jesse Mallon Fund, right. and it, it, it's it's kind of fitting because Jesse is also a a, a, a big Je- uh, Shane McGowan and Pogues fan, and he's mm. met Shane and he's uh, uh, Jesse performed at Shane's 60th birthday celebration that uh, happened a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago mm-hmm. and so it was just like a uh you know i felt a, an appropriate tie-in so um you know all proceeds that i get from the sale of the cd or digital sales are going towards the towards the jesse mallon fund um and uh so that's what's happening now with the songs of shane volume two ep release that's really available cool. now. yeah no and 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 that's again one of the most incredible things is this is when you hear the full story, it's a hundred percent organic, but you know, the, the, these, this is the stuff that the movies are made of. You know, you, a genuine person, you still are that genuine person. You see this opportunity and all these other things get tied to it because the story makes complete and total sense mm. yeah. because it's real, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So instead of let, let's, let, let's, let's try to rewrite. For, for for the true artists out there, instead of fake it till you make it, just be yourself until they love you. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. You and know? it's funny that you mentioned that because as I was as I was not even so much making it, but you know, you know, when you when you make something and you put it out, you always kinda of, you have those kind of second guess moments, you know, right before you yep. kind of hit publish, like, is this ready? Like what am I doing? Is, yeah. you know, <laughs> thinking like yeah. I'm doing cover, you know, when you think of like covers mm-hmm. on youtube you know people covering like justin bieber taylor swift mm-hmm. you know things that yep, are yep. going to 
attract attention. And I mean, and which is great. You know, Justin Bieber's got great songs. Taylor Swift has great songs. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry Styles, Prince, you know, there's like mega superstars that, um, you know, for as far as like, you know, building up, you know, getting a uh, getting a more favorable like count or something. You know, there's plenty mm -hmm. of more musicians or artists that you do that with, you know. Um, but, you know, the 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 Shane McGowan thing, I mean, it's like it's just it resonates with me. And uh, and and, you know, people who are in the know, you know, people, some people get it and some people know about it. Hopefully some people will find out about him through the whatever. man. Not like not like anybody yeah. needs any of my help but um but still yeah, yeah, the but, more people that can listen to the pogues you, what's that you, the, the more people that listen to the pogues the the better you know what i mean and that's Absolutely. that's the reality of it we're looking out for the younger generations they've got they've got nothing but but the tick the, the, the tickety talk with the 30 second song on there and, and it's it's not great it's not horrible i get it i understand why they're doing it but you know it's quick you're we're teaching we're telling them you're you're getting that story to them. When yeah. this gets caught up into social media clips and gets put out in that social media aspect, that's and those are the people who need to know that story because that's what keeps us immortal. Yes, and it does on WNHHLD 103.5 FM New Haven. I am so mortal right now. I'm behind the brand myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made. EZ Blues <sighs> is in the building. Continue easy. It has been said in movies, it has been said in culture, you know, a human dies two deaths. You die your physical death, and when the last person who's ever known anything about you dies, you die again. You know, you're continuing a legacy. You know, and, and again, when, when we start to chop everything up and it becomes more social media aspect, it's not the, four, the, the, the hour conversation, it's a 30-second sound clip. You know about how awesome the pogues are, but they heard it from you. You have the different that different point of view. You know, I love the fact that when you released the volume one, you sent it. You, you're like, "Yo, you should check this out." And I gave it a listen. <laughs> I was like, "I like really like this." And you're like, "I figured you would. You had that vibe." And I was like, "Oh, I feel so seen." <laughs> you know? But that's that's the important aspect is and, and that's what's going to continue to happen. And whether it be with the session work stuff that you've done, your name is on there forever. You know, you, you might not be the main character in that play. But you're forever tied to that play. For eternity. It's a yeah, and, and when you, yeah. And when you do the things that are that that, that resonate with you. Uh, you know, and and you're doing things regardless of the outcome. I mean, it's just it's like uh, it's um, it's just nurturing. You know, it's like self nurture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is uh, important. It, it's well, it, it's incredible too because it is the, the the funniest thing. Everyone's trying to crack the social media algorithm and different kind of things, but they don't understand that it's actually just the regular life algorithm. You know, you have to put out as much as you take in. You know, if you want your stuff to 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 trend more on any app, mm -hmm. make sure you're going to other people's pages. You're liking that. You're engaging. Make sure that the people who engage with your your comments, you're you're liking it. You're commenting it, even if it's that fake dude who wants you to send it automatically to blah 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 to promote it. 
like it and say no thank you. It increases okay. your reach in the algorithm. You're massaging, you're putting as much into that platform as you want to take out of it. Yeah. And you do that in life. You put as much into this passion project and you continue to push that passion out there and it's you're getting you're getting what you put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're getting that understanding, you're getting that love, you're getting that respect, and you're able to to move forward. And I do know that we're gonna be coming close to the uh Apollo curtain to be pulled upon us. Um, so I want to just give this moment. I want you to give one final piece of advice to that young musician that is, you know, about to make that jump, thinking about making that jump, or even that kid who's really wanted to ask mom and dad for a guitar or a drum set and just can't do it. Can you give us a little bit of advice there? And then right after that, floor is yours. I want you to give everyone your social medias. I want you to give them, you know, how they can listen to your music. It is your platform, how they can buy these wonderful CDs. Um, you know? Cool. So question number one, stay encouraged and be encouraging in that order, in that order, because, Mm -hmm. you know, they talk like, why not be encouraging first, which is a good point. But, you know, the old thing where they always say you're in the airplane, you got to put your mask on first. You know, you got to put your mask on first before you can. So stay encouraged and be encouraging. That's that part. And so you can find me at uh, stephentropek.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-H-O-P-E-K.com. I update that regularly with all kinds of things, music, news, and um the CD is on there. You can listen to the CD on there. You can listen to the new EP on there as long as well as, you know, uh, you know, going back releases, singles from last year, mm-hmm. the Weller EP from 2021, yep, yep. And, you know, songs of chain volume one, it's, you know, going back all kinds of stuff on there. And then you can get my socials from there too. Um, uh, Steven Chopek is, um, my Instagram handle, Stephen P. Chopek, is Twitter. And then, you know, YouTube, you can, on the, the bottom of every page on my website, there'll be the, 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 the social media icons that you can link to. And the, the physical CD of Songs of Shane Volume 2 um, is available from purchase on Bandcamp. And again, that's going to support the Jesse Mallon Fund, his recovery after his, uh, after his spinal stroke. Mm. And... Um, that's that's uh that's that's where I'm at. I'm in Atlanta. If you if, if you are in or around Atlanta and um want to meet for a coffee, I love coffee. You know, it comes <laughs> out here and you get band is playing or your band's coming through. Let me know and um mm-hmm. you know let's uh let's connect. Definitely connecting, Stephen. Great hearing your story, brother. We appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Easy prestige. Thanks for having me. It's been great no and uh, appreciate it. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues.
Yeah.